This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you, Ken! Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras, so let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everybody's having a great week. The weather is getting nicer here in Philadelphia. I am ready to go. But before we do, we got to talk some gaming news. There's not a lot of news going on this week. However, what we got is some significant things. As you guys remember, last week, Devil May Cry 5 has arrived. I had a chance to get a chance to actually play the game. And now we're going to review this game right here. That'll be the last thing we talk about. I want to go back and piggyback on some things before we do that because there was my experience with Yakuza 6, if you guys recall. And I gave it a great review. I still give it a great review. I had finally finished the game. Uh, like I said, I was going to beat a Yakuza game. If you guys listened last week, I have never beat a Yakuza game, yet I own so many Yakuza games. But considering what this game has provided me as a wrestling fan (laughs) i had to play it they had the new japan pro wrestling uh crew all in this little mini game uh like a clan master game which is kind of the opposite of a uh, strategy defense game if you guys have ever played those type of games before uh kind of what is the games that they uh it's like one of those uh it's kind of equivalent to one of those clan games those clandestine games where you have to defend your castle or such well this does the opposite where you have to bring out a legion of you know gang members to fight another gang and offensively defeat these guys in their territory so that's pretty much what the game does it's really innovative how they do it and they have all sorts of different cool characters in there uh, a lot of which you end up getting as you go through the game some of which you will find when you use a code you could use what is called a clan code and once you use the clan code you could get some really cool people they got evil from new japan pro wrestling on there they got a yuji nagata from you know the legendary blue justice from uh new japan pro wrestling they're all a part of this they all got their own special moves once you click you know on this on the meter once it's filled it's pretty awesome but the game itself uh the ending of the game is really great i they had you thinking like kiryu died and I was waiting to wonder through the whole thing, and they did a great job with the end credit scenes and such. And um, this was an awesome game. This is an absolutely awesome game. The best of the bunch. Well, I can't really say the best of the bunch because I haven't beaten all of them to say that. But I enjoy this immensely. Uh, I really enjoy this game. I highly recommend if you like this type of mob genre type of game with a little hint of anime essence to it. Yakuza is the truth. I absolutely love it. It is uh, a great game to have. And I highly recommend it for anybody. But let's spin off to something that I noticed when I was playing this game. The submissions. There are like about 52 different submissions in here. And as I mentioned last time, it has Kiryu doing so many crazy things. The craziest thing that I stumped into, and I addressed this to my ACMG Facebook members who have played this game and they know who they are. They never mentioned this in here, and I'm pretty sure they all stumbled onto this. There's a submission in there where Kiryu actually 
gets into a situation with a gentleman who breaks up with his girlfriend, which is really sad. This is a really sad storyline because it mimics a lot of what's going on today with the millennial generation in some cases. There's a guy who has a girlfriend, but he's losing interest in his girlfriend due to his interest in going into what I, I'm going to call them etchy chat rooms. And if you don't know the term etchy, etchy is a term in anime where there's a lot of scantily clad, provocative type of humor that goes on within these deals. So you'll see some, you know, titillation in there. You'll see some seduction in these type of animes. Well, this does the same thing, only it's a chat room, much like you would see a la maybe, you know, triple uh, X chat rooms or, you know, Pornhub type things or whatever like that. And this in particular has Kiryu and the guy going into a chat room with an actual live video girl. Not like CGI. These are actual, beautiful, stunningly gorgeous looking Japanese women who did a bunch of videotape for this mini game. And they actually, they actually perform things. They actually, you know, depending on what you click, it, it's kind of have a Dance Dance Revolution rhythm type of gameplay towards it. So it, you know, by doing a certain, you know, key combination, it, it you know, it furthers the conversation with the person. If you get it wrong, I guess this messes up the conversation and you lose. But if you don't mess up the conversation, it leads you to better things with the person that you're talking with including her stripping off her majority of her clothes just leaving just about enough for you to be intrigued and there's two women in here i didn't i didn't find anyone I only played the game once but there are two really attractive japanese women in this game and it's hilarious that they do this because you look at the bottom and it shows a picture of kiryu reacting to what the female is doing and it this game is insanely in depth full of gameplay it's 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 insanely surreal what they do in this game is i find it extremely hilarious i even find it more hilarious that none of my uh people even mentioned it so i put it on blast <laughs> on the group took a screenshot put it on blast there and i'm like you know who you are and i know you ain't mentioning it. you've been playing it nonetheless but the game is also overall great storyline uh, great characters. Kiryu, to me, is better than ever. And again, the the other storyline, the side storyline involving the New Japan Pro Wrestler characters and the Justice. Oh, by the way, the they spell the name Justice differently. J-U-S-T-I-S-E. And you're in there thinking that it's for a reason. And in fact, it's not. There's no real reason why they called it that other than they misspelled the English spelling of it. And they have a whole conversation about why they spelt it that way or how they spelt it that way and Kiryu was reminding him like I know for a fact that that's not spelt that way it's a it's really it's a really funny moment at a really funny moment at the end of the uh the main storyline of that segment but this game gave it to you also I you know my grade for last week remains a or a plus for that matter a great game definitely uh uh recommend it now what I also recommended last week and and talked about last week actually was the spinoff game, the other spinoff, the newest spinoff game that is expected to come very soon. It was supposed to come in June. That may not be for some reason. I 
as to why. The reason being, there is an actor in the game, likeness and all, who was arrested, uh, who is deeply involved in this game. Actor Pierre Taki was arrested for charges of cocaine use. Uh, if he faces charges, if he is convicted of these charges, he could face up to seven years in prison. Because of that, Sega has stopped promoting the game. And they are pending as to whether this game will be sold uh, to, to America. It's still being available in Hong Kong and Asia, but is not being promoted at this time. Now, I get the situation with that. That's a awful situation for any brand. I mean, if you've seen it recently, it's been a plague of this going on right now in America where many of your favorite actors, performers, entertainers are being accused of some malicious criminal act right now and how it damages the brand and product that they're involved with. And it's, this is weird. I mean, we got J- Jesse Smollett with Empire right now, which, by the way, they premiere Empire. I haven't seen the recent episode, but I had to see if he was in there or not. But, I, you know, it's going to be hard because there's rumors that this might not, you know, they might cancel the series. That's awful. Um, there's other things going on um, involving, you know, other forms and formats. The recent college scandal right now involving Aunt Becky from Full House. Uh, the Vic Mignogna scandal right now that's still being pending right now and in place. I mean, it's just so much going on. So that is going to be a very interesting one because we in America aren't privy to the performances of Pierre Taki. So I am not sure if that's going to warrant them to stop selling it here in America because one... They're using his likeness, but there's going to be an English dub voice in there, a dual audio voice. And I don't know if he's going to be doing a dual audio voice in there, but his likeness is sure as hell in there. It Whatever rules that they have in Japan, they're going to have to abide by. So it's this is really an interesting thing. I was absolutely anticipating this game. I kind of hope that they still do it in spite of the whole situation, but I do understand if they don't. You know, they had their reasons. It is cocaine use. I mean, which is kind of a really big, you know, 80s type of controversy for us. Um, they normally never really stop that type of situation. If somebody is in really big drug use in America, that doesn't really stop them from listening to certain people's music, or whatever like that. But that is a law that is still stable and stern in Japan. Respectfully so. So, uh we will see what happens with that because that's very interesting. I would hate the fact that they stop something. And again, this happens all the time. This happens all the time. This um, Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> that situation. Find out why that is not canceled. I mean, if you heard this, if you heard my show, we've talked about it many a times. Bob Camp's been on the show. I recently talked with him. You know, and and uh, in reference to why that show is not coming on anymore. I mean, it happens all the time. One person screws it up for everybody. This has been this is the new trend now lately. It's going to be to the point we won't be able to watch or listen to anything anymore. <laughs> In this case, I don't know what's going to happen here, but you know, we'll see what's going to happen with that. So, uh, unfortunately, that is really all the actual news I have right now. So let's get down to the Devil May Cry Five uh, review that I have because there's a lot to talk about about this game, director. Hideki 
Itsuno does it again. I, I, he's been the forefront of all of the Devil May Cry games since day one. He's done tremendously, and I think, in my opinion, this may be the best of the bunch. They came back with a vengeance, and it was worth the wait. This is an excellent return of Dante, Nero, and a few new characters as well. The story revolves around Nero, once again, who is who now runs his own Devil May Cry agency, apparently. I don't know if it's, that's the thing. I don't know if it was in connection with Dante's Devil May Cry, but he was afforded one of Dante's vans, and, you know, he's along with a new character named Nico now, who, like, engineers all his things, and the story just takes place from there. Somehow, some way, someone has taken Nero's Devil Bringer, one of my favorite weapons of Devil uh, May Cry 4 that Nero owned, and if you guys remember, the Devil Bringer is that demonic arm of his that just happens to project a even more demonic arm of energy that, you know, gives him the advantage to do some really cool stuff. So, uh, somebody has taken that away from him. He's in search of finding out who that person was in hopes that he could get the Devil Bringer back in some way. Uh, or just get revenge regardless. And meanwhile, with the loss of his arm, Nico is engineering brand new uh mech augmentations of his arm to him each one have a significant type of ability now the cool part about nico is that she has a small significance and tie into dante and some of the things that he's involved with with the weapons that he is involved with so they you know they bring up the development of her from there and the arms that she creates for uh, Nero are really cool. I mean, they just an all assortment. We'll talk about that in a bit. But meanwhile, a man by the name of V, only V, comes to hire Dante, Trish, and Lady of the original Devil May Cry agency to in order to stop a familiar threat, a very familiar threat. What do Dante and Nero's situation have in common in all of this? It does come out at the very end, and you will not be sorry. And I'm not going to spoil it for those who have not played it. This game is still fresh off. I had a chance to spend an entire day playing the game, so I beat it first day in. And I think it's about like maybe 12, 13 hours of gameplay, but it's a lot of damn fun. That's not including the mission modes and everything, which I've never played any one of them yet. But I'm going to go through the game again and play it soon. Um, the gameplay, however... Is very fluid in this, and I love the gameplay here. Uh, it, it, it's much familiar of what you have already done in previous games, but it does span away differently, due, uh, like pretty much depending on who you're playing as. So there are some new things, especially with Nero having his new mech arm assortments. That plays a new factor into how he's played as well. So Nero uses replaced mech arms including a Mega Buster for those who pre-ordered the game. Not only do you are you able to uh, get the game pre-ordered for free, but it depends on if you really how you call it free. But you can also go into the PlayStation Network or Xbox Live to retrieve and buy those as well uh, separately. So you have those as well, and it's really cool. All of it's really cool. Uh, with each one of them having somewhat of a different and devastating ability. However... They do not last long in the battle and has the ability to self-destruct on command. So it's that part I do. I don't and do like um, from a sense. I mean, because I really love the Devil Bringer, but this does bring 
a different aspect and gameplay to the storyline. So I do like it. And it's not like even if you run like you could start off. What happens is you could start off with about four arms to work with. And the cool part about it is that when you play the game, whatever arms that you pick, you could see it, you know, linked, locked into his belt waist. And it's really cool. So when he switches on to a different arm, you see the all the arms keep going. So there, you know, there's a lot of real time, you know, gameplay in here, both in, in, in the cutscenes and here. So whatever arm that you have available in the cutscenes in real time, that comes up and shows as well. Thought that was pretty awesome. Like, like the little intricate details of this game is uh, freaking awesome. So you have that, and then also. As you level up, you can uh, you can gain more slots. You can buy more slots to add more belt, you know, to add more arms to it. So once you do that, it's pretty awesome. And each one of them does something different. But there are times when you're going to have to actually self-destruct an arm. The good part about it is if you lose all of your arms, if you run out of them all, some, for, some way, somehow, another arm will be available if you walk around or you search around and... Or if you even if you're in a boss battle, you'll find it there as well. So it's not all or lost, but it's best to try to find a way to preserve your arms as much as possible in there. But other than that, it's great and fun gameplay as well. There's some really good arms and uh, augmentations that he has and certain weapons that he has within him that uh, are very well useful. You can pick whichever one you want or you can go by Nico's suggestion of which you should have per stage and mission so you could go about it that way as well uh there's also the new character v which is also a playable character in here and i like that he's a playable character because it throws you off of the entire storyline and his purpose completely in this game so you got a lot to look out for with this character because if you haven't played this game and you play this character it's going to be an interesting there's a lot of great things a lot of twists and turns in this game that's so awesome in here so um, with each character, guaranteed that you're going to love this. But V has the ability to summon creatures in the form of a hawk named Griffin, a panther named Shadow, and a golem named Nightmare. Nightmare is used when you have all of, when you go into pretty much uh, devil mode, and you can utilize him there. He he summons through that way. Griffin and Shadow are used for light and normal attacks. Actually, Griffin is used for projectile attacks which are lighter attacks and then shadow is the panther that you use for more offensive attacks there so they have those going on and you can use them in different forms of combat as well and as you develop more in the game and level up more you can use them for other abilities like surfing <laughs> at pretty much shadow if you start to run fast you can he, he pretty much surfs and glides in, along the uh, ground to make it easier for him to uh, get through certain areas it's really cool uh, really innovative. He's one of my favorite characters in the game, too. V is really a really, really cool character in here. And then finally, like when you actually use him, V comes in to give the final blow using his knife like cane as well, which, you know, daggers in and punctures a uh, devil giving him the final blow. But none of those guys pels in the comparison to Dante. Dante, this is regardless. If this is based on a storyline by Nero or V, regardless, they don't show up Dante, and it never fails. He once again makes a grand appearance with some of the coolest assortment of weapons, including a motorcycle named Cavalier that actually turns into bladed clubs that makes 
major damage to enemies and a hat from uh, called Dr. Faust given to him by I won't even say I'll let you go I'll let you for those who don't play I'll let you find out how he gets the hat but the Faust reference is from a demon from uh, Death May Cry 4 I believe if I remember correctly which it allows him to pretty much gain more red orbs uh, currency which you could use to buy more things through it which is great however you can also use them as projectile weapons so you can use the same weapons as you know the same red orb weapons i mean a red orb currency as weapons for use now i wouldn't highly recommend it all the time because it could mean that you may lose currency to buy other things you can wear the hat just to gain more currency and then after a while when you get everything you could just waste all of the red orbs and make it rain red orbs on everybody as much as possible but each of course each move that you get from any of the characters can be evolved and upgraded upon buying red orbs so do consider that i would say don't use that until you've gained every bit of red orbs that you have possible to upgrade all of your weapons because you could become very powerful by the end of the game or the second run of the game if you will the game design in here is just phenomenal it is just absolutely stunning uh as it ever was the design of dante looks like it was grafted in the likeness of ruben langdon who is the actor and voice and previous guest of talk to live and future guest of talk to live by the way uh, it looks like they definitely did the motion capture for the game now whether they grafted his actual look and features that's a whole other thing that's going to be a question for him in a, a come upcoming uh episode of uh talk to live exclusive because he definitely did the motion capture of it and if you've ever seen ruben langdon before if he grows his hair out which i believe he has grown his hair out he does look like dante and if you see the recent design uh character design of dante there's some similarities between him and and uh ruben langdon in here so i am very interested in finding it out there are a lot of great moments in this game story mode as well full of action comedy and which includes dante paying homage to michael jackson during the billy jean dance now granted this is way before this was done way before the recent scandal and documentary or whatnot so that it is what it is it's there but it's still not to say that it's not enjoyable as well uh and there's a lot of intensity in this storyline as well as like i said this actually has some of the biggest spoilers in the game's history bar none uh so this was awesome right there the character design is just i just love it as well um as i mentioned returning are also secret missions of course as i mentioned that can be unlocked upon discovery within the game's main story i have not unlocked any of them yet i just wanted to go through the story and learn about the story then i could go back because i knew there was going to be new game plus mode in here they they were doing new game plus before it was called termed new game plus but i'll be able to run through the game again fully powered and be able to find these missions and whatnot there also have other good features in here as well the void allows you to practice on complex gameplay moves to become more of a manual stylish gamer and i say manual stylish gamer because you eventually can play the game learning how to do all of the moves and all the moves aren't easy to pull off so they now have a way to practice those moves kind of like the same way they did with bayonetta in a sense which gives you allowed to uh, an ability to learn these moves or you can also go about it on stylish mode which 
makes it a lot easier to pull off some of these moves and get the the, the stylish s grades or whatever like that but either way it's a, it, you know they give you two ways to enjoy the uh the game nonetheless it's, it's just really a lot of fun to play there's also gallery mode where it allows you to see artist concepts character designs a library to learn more about the characters in the story a jukebox which consists of all of the games from dlc all of the series from day one from one to now uh, as well as an in-depth story uh as well on top of that they also have for those who've never played the game they have the uh movie they have a, a follow-up movie which tells you the story of everything happening from that point on since the first one for those who've never got a chance to play it but i do highly recommend if you're a fan of if you become a fan of this particular game and have ever played the first four games i would go out of, all right let me rephrase that that's not true i would go out of the way to play one two and four i think it was three that was the one that was kind of no it was two Two was the one that was kind of, uh, it, 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 there were some things, there were some mixed, re, mixed reviews about that game. I didn't have a whole lot of good experience with that myself. I know others didn't really grade this fairly. I think three was the somewhat better version, but then four really came back hard. And then he also did a spinoff version too, which was, I mean, not a spinoff. They did a reboot, which personally I thought was fun. But it didn't feel like the Devil May Cry that we all love. And they end up bringing the originals back. So that tells you a lot right there. The The reboot was like a Supernatural-esque. And I mean CW Supernatural-esque type of Devil May Cry. They tried to go for that element there. And it didn't necessarily work with uh, hardcore fans there. But it's still a fun game to play. Ninja Theory, I believe, worked on that. And I believe they worked on this one too, if I'm correct. But... This is this is really good. I really should point out that there are in-app purchases in this game as well. But it's not not like the unethical versions that you would see on some mobile apps and stuff like that and or certain other games that try to do microtransactions. No, it's not like that. This in fact, you barely even know it's there because you don't really need it in a sense. You can buy extra red and blue orbs to further increase your life and energy further as well as weapon upgrades if you wish to do it that way you can grind out which is not hard to do you can easily grind it out now if you bought if you brought the bundle as well you automatically get like a hundred thousand credits or red orbs to start you off along with some blue orbs and i believe a gold orb which you know i only used once with the gold orb i never died until except once and i only had to use it now i got like more gold orbs that I could ever um, need in there. But it's very optional. You don't absolutely need to use that at all. You can do it if you want to just breeze through and gain all of your stuff. But it's going to cost you like $199 or something like that. It's not like, not like they're trying to get you to, like, they're trying to drain your pockets at all. It is very reasonably priced if you want to go about it that way. But you can also just play through the game and you'll eventually get these you know, very quickly, especially if you have, like I said, the Dr. Faust hat. If you start using that hat, if you wear the hat, it's just, it, you'll generate more cash eventually with that as well. So that's, it, it's very optional. It reminded me of Infinity Blade, the mobile series that, what I consider the greatest mobile series ever. They had in that purchases too, but they didn't force you to buy them in order to finish the game. 
you can do it at your own leisure, but you didn't have to go through it to play the game at all. So that is just very optional. And overall, the gameplay is very fun to play, easy to enjoy with any difficulty level that you want to play through and gives an impact for action DMC fans and even casual fans. So uh, this was, in my opinion, this was the best Devil May Cry ever to date. And I am very happy to have played this game. I'm happy that they brought it back out. I, I, I absolutely knew that this game was coming out when I played Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite because they gave way too much emphasis for Dante's character in that game. And when something is not usually... My, my promotional marketing instinct here kicks in. When Dante is a, is a character that has not been out for a quite a, for quite a while. All of a sudden you got this game where he's almost like the ringleader of the bunch in this game. And I'm like, nah, he they couldn't be utilizing him this much in the storyline unless they were thinking about really coming out with him as a separate game, a new game coming out. They they're bringing too much emphasis in Dante in this game. So that led for me to believe that they were coming out with the DMC5. Last time we spoke to Ruben on the show he couldn't confirm nor deny it due to the nda non-disclosed agreement clauses understandably so but best believe wink wink we know so and, and here it is here it is so absolutely if you have not played this game before or any of the dmc games before all the dmc games are available they do have the bundle on uh playstation network as well as i believe xbox live you could get it there and enjoy it there as well you know relive some of the fun that we had on some of the games devil may cry 4 i highly recommend because one that's the premiere and debut of nero so you get to understand where that storyline kicks in and where that's from and uh the first one definitely the first one i recommend as well it's where everybody got the you know all the popularity and fame of that character from we we got to love that character because of that it was just a over-the-top really cool character and the other thing i gotta figure out too because there's a there's also another bundle pack where it includes a limited edition coat of nero and virgil they're running about four thousand and nine thousand dollars a piece i gotta find out who has that let alone ruben whether he has that or not so we will find out soon enough because he will be on the show very soon i gotta find out when he's going to be able to be on the show he does a lot of traveling so we gotta get an open time for uh for him to do it so he's definitely going to be on the show we're going to talk about this and hopefully much more going on in his world because he got a lot going on in his world but ladies and gentlemen this will do it for this edition of select start thank you guys so very much uh this sunday i believe we got a lot of news to talk about a lot of Trailers have come out this uh, week alone. Uh, the aftermath of uh, Captain Marvel is coming. And some new developments, some new trailers, new Aladdin trailer. We're going to talk about that. And I do, may, I made our talk topic may talk about possibly the death of hand drawn Disney animation. And with them revamping live action versions of all of our favorite, you know, animated shows. What is that really doing for the state of hand-drawn, old-school, beautiful animation? So I definitely want to talk about that. So that may be the talk topic of the week for this week alone. Amongst other things going on this week with TV shows and whatnot, we're going to talk about as well. So stay tuned for all that and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much. Please continue to support us 
on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube, and of course, TalkTimeLive.com. If you haven't checked out the recent interview that I had with Shikamaru himself, Tom Gibbis, go out of your way. It's up available on TalkTimeLive. Easy to find there as well. You could go on to our other shows, our other formats as well and find it there and subscribe to it. Uh, it's not over. We're going to have more guests as promised, and we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep everything going with our favorite phantoms here so ladies and gentlemen i'll do the pleasure of leaving you with the latest song coming soon to the new album felix chevrolet from felix chevrolet himself felix dungato if you guys remember he's on the show his album's coming out in april I believe 26 and you can pre-order it now go to his website bagatrix.com check it out it's trust me i got an early copy of this thing the album is pure heat and you're going to hear a piece of it now. You ain't got the bag. So check it out. I'll leave you with that. And that'll do it this week for Select Start. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Talk to you guys Sunday. To save the world. That your ass ain't have a pot to piss in I ain't been binging Been overdriven like an engine I wanna do another tour in Britain My mom says I'm so persistent Like my grandma was I'm a musician Kids who bullied me are janitors At best they're managers of grocery stores I'm a locksmith to the city The way I open this episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit vfisad.com and let us bring your vision to reality.